Please be seated. And a welcome to newcomers scattered amongst us today. We're glad you're here, and uh, usually it's much more of a party here, but sometimes things are quiet, and uh, that's also a good thing. We've been exploring the texts and receiving the texts of the earliest Christians, and like us, they are a varied lot. From the practical instructions we get from Luke and Acts to these vehement, often confusing speeches of Peter, from the ancient songs of the Israelites, the Psalms of David, to their mystical permutations in John's Gospel with complicated metaphors and analogies, we are met by strong words and even stronger images, and we have to interpret them for each other. Followers of the way was how the earliest Christians were called. They were called followers of the way, and as the name implies, the way that they were following was not the usual way. It was a road much less traveled, as the saying goes, an alternative ethic, an alternative ethos. It was a radical departure from so-called normalcy. And the way is still those things. Despite the ebb and flow and ebb again of the church's significance, in the public sphere, being part of this movement is fundamentally different from instinctive self-interest and positioning for political power. There is a deep desire in the human heart for significance. We, we want our lives to have meaning, and for some that will entail striving for greatness, be somebody. For others, it's goodness that they're after. Some lives are satisfying and fulfilled by little moments of domestic affection and care for one another. Others have trouble achieving satisfaction and fulfillment despite vast wealth or dictatorship or publicity. For these early Christians, these first Christians, one thing seems to be certain. Modesty, humility, sharing, and simplicity are central to a life well lived. We have to be careful when we read about them, not to kid ourselves or mislead each other into some utopian fantasy that for us seems frustratingly unrealizable, maybe even laughable. We shared everything, and everyone sold everything, and there's no way most of us can live just like these folks did 2,000 years ago. So why do we keep telling their stories to each other today? It's because they're parallels. We can get clues about what will help us by looking at what helped them. In their simplicity and their priorities, we can find direction for our lives as today's followers of the way. For it is vital to our identity and orientation to keep in mind that this is indeed a movement. This is an idea that we're here about, and it's not going to appeal to everybody. It just won't. We are allowing ourselves to be set apart from usualness, whatever the consequences are for us, and in that way, we are very much like these first folks. This sweet and safe, savory irony is that we set ourselves apart by devoting ourselves to the world. We leave the world by entering it. But instead of building great things and amassing power and wealth, we nurture and celebrate and act. We do our best to take care of the poor and to take care of each other. We go out of our ways to welcome the stranger. We become willing to forego some luxuries 
some of our immediate gratification so that others may eat and smile and live free. Karen MacArthur, who's the Social Services and uh, Community Activities Director here in Henrietta, her husband is the supervisor, uh, she tells me that every day her phone rings one of the many social workers who work here with a new case of a family hurting, a family having bad trouble, just dozens, hundreds of them, right here in our own lovely town that can't make ends meet. They can't get their kids properly to school or their old folks cared for, and they just can't find joy. We are surrounded by struggle. The Christian movement has not finished its work, but nobody ever said it would. What Jesus said was, love God, love your neighbor and yourself, and you are part of the way. That is to follow Jesus. You are one of the good shepherd's sheep who go in and out of the gate, who, who know the truth and the life and are therefore free. Thus, wherever you see neighbor love, whoever's doing it, whatever hat it's wearing, you are seeing participa participants in this movement. Those are followers of the way. In the time of Constantine, the church took on the great symbols of power and glory, and people went into battle with crosses uh, on their clothes, on their tunics. And we have been struggling struggling to get back towards the Good Shepherd image ever since that time. So whenever we show this love, we are the movement. And the result of our movement is a changed world. And for us, it means fellowship, breaking bread, and prayers. These are the fuel for our nourishing and celebrating and acting. These are the fuel for our committed devotion, and these are the stuff of our fun. Teilhard de Chardin, a great French paleontologist, he, he made a statement, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. We're not just beasts hanging out in a spiritual environment for a while when we try and interact with this way. We are souls, spiritual beings, who happen to be having an experience on this earth that is part of our existence, but not all. And so we are bidden to enjoy it by following the way. Amen.